Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to a very special Pitmaster Roundtable edition of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we're here with a whole lot of people, so let's just have them introduce themselves. I'm Jay with Bricks Barbecue. Big T, also known as Trevor Sales with Bricks Barbecue. And my son with uh, four legs and fur, Bricks himself. <laughs> I'm Brandon Hurtado from Hurtado Barbecue. Dane Weaver, Dane's Craft Barbecue. Derek Walker, Smokeaholics Barbecue. Chris Margarianis, Panther City Barbecue. Travis Heim, Heim Barbecue. Emma Heim, Heim Barbecue. I'm Jalen Hurd from Goldie's Barbecue. I'm Johnny from Goldie's Barbecue. Joe Zavala from Zavala's Barbecue. CJ, Joe's life partner from Zavala's Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to uh, also think we, we have some refreshments tonight. Um, we would like to think. Yes, please. Let's give a big round of applause from Chelsea, from Benny Keith, for providing the amazing refreshments for this wonderful round table here. Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea. So she is also to blame for any of the shit that gets tossed. <laughs> so let, let's kick this off um, with one of the long timers here in Fort Worth, um, Travis and Emma. Um, <laughs> tell us about you know the early days of the of the modern Fort Worth barbecue scene. You know, was it hard starting out and serving this newer style of barbecue, getting people adjusted to not just the style of barbecue but the prices and selling out those types of things? Yeah, great question. I think um, for one, uh, Fort Worth. I grew up in Fort Worth and born and raised, and so. Fort Worth has always had a pretty good barbecue scene. I would, I, I feel like I can say that. I mean, you go back to like Risky's and Bailey's or some of the oldest barbecue places in Texas and Railhead and all these others. And, um, you know, not technically the, the new school style of things, but we opened our food truck 2015, I guess, and we were selling prime brisket and doing bacon burn-ins and doing things that were a little bit different that, that people weren't used to. But I think for the most part, and probably everyone here is like, you know, um, evident of this or whatever, but like if you just really, you know, put a lot of effort in and really care about what you're doing, it seems like people in Fort Worth are gonna support that. And so um, for us, it was a little bit, you, you always you always fall into the like, there's too much fat on my brisket or this or that. Or like, why is this? Twenty dollars a pound, which you know, I mean, I'd love to pay twenty dollars a pound. Yeah, back what five six years or why ago. Why do you sell out early? Yeah, selling out was a thing. I mean, that was weird for when we were in the food truck back then, and you know, I, I, we all know why we do it and everything. But I think for the most part, people in town kind of understood it, and then that was just a part of the thing. Like people really supported us, and then once we went to the restaurants and did. You know, now we have a couple restaurants, but it's it's awesome to see from our perspective, and maybe this is just me selfishly being a guy from Fort Worth, and I, I care deeply about Fort Worth to, to see how the scene's grown and how there's so many places here that, that I think are putting out some of the best barbecue in the state and not getting enough credit for, for what we do up here. But um, it's awesome to see, 
and five, six years ago feels like, you know, 20 years ago for us, so pretty crazy. Yeah, I think restaurant years are kind of like dog years, yeah. Yeah, where, where every year is about seven in real life. Uh, Derek Walker is another gentleman that's been in the uh, Fort Worth barbecue scene for a very long time. Uh, you operated a food truck back in, was it circa 2006? So it wasn't a food truck, I just had a pull behind trailer. And uh, I always joked that I was doing pop-ups before pop-ups were cool. I was, man, barbershop to barbershop, beauty shops, liquor stores. Uh, my wife's a hairdresser, and she had worked in two or three salons across Fort Worth. So I had built relationships with all the little salons. So on a Saturday, it was nothing for me to start at one and end at another. A good friend of mine has a barbershop on, it used to be on Crowley Road. And I can remember a few times getting shut down right there for stopping traffic. And this, was, <laughs> this was back in 06, 07. And I remember the first smoke I had was made out of a, I, I, I shit you not, a hot water heater. It was super thin. It was super thin, dude. But somehow I was able to make a decent product and people lined up for it. And uh, that was when my wife was like, okay, maybe you know what you're doing. So she allowed me to buy a 250 and then a 500. And then we added on to that 500. And then it. The rest is history, man. I've just been doing it ever since and loving it, loving it, loving it. And uh, from what, uh, to kind of piggyback on what Travis was talking about, about the sellouts, my crowd is a little different. A lot of people that travel to a lot of a lot of our places are, you know, aficionados. They travel around and eat everywhere, so they know the scene. I'm in the south side of Fort Worth. 80% of my clientele is African-American who hadn't ever heard of an Aaron Franklin or some of these other guys. So, they don't understand why we sell out and, and why we do some of the stuff we do and why is brisket. <laughs> they definitely don't understand why brisket <laughs> is over twenty dollars a pound. So <laughs> re-educating my community has been kinda 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 special within itself. But we love it every minute of it, man, and glad to be doing it. So let's talk a little bit about Tex Mex barbecue and, and kind of that wave of that. Um, you know, a couple of people that we like to talk about, um, Chris. Uh, with Panther City and as well as Brandon, what what really do you think Tex-Mex barbecue is? How do, how do you feel about people labeling things Tex-Mex barbecue? I mean, it's it's cool because it gets attention the name Tex-Mex, but it's pretty much just what we grew up with. So it wasn't it wasn't called anything. It's just what we ate every day. You know, it's just the culture, the tortillas. We ate that with everything. So you know, it was natural with barbecue. Whether we were at a family reunion, a cookout, a birthday party. That's just what it was. There was salsa, there was pico, there was tortillas, there were beans, and it went together with the meat. I mean, we cooked different kinds of meat. I grew up more grilling than smoking than anything. Um, tablitas, fajitas, things like that. So it's just natural, and, and it's cool to see that pulling the barbecue world into those that parts of the culture and actually experiencing that or helping people experience it that that haven't eaten those things. So. Well, the elotes especially, that was, that's a very kind of Mexican-American thing that then you guys took it. Right, right, for sure. Mexican so. barbecue did. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's just cool to see it spread and more people are coming into it and thinking it's a huge thing. But for us, it's like, that's how we grew up. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's cool to see that. Yeah, like based off what Chris said, a lot of that is bringing recipes and things that we grew up with to the table. And I think Tex-Mex barbecue is especially handy now in making meats go further when you're making tacos or you're making like, we're doing carnitas now, like, you know, pork butts are a lot more affordable for us anyways than, than brisket right now. So we're able to bring something new to the table and make it a little bit more profitable and stretch food longer and not sell out as quickly. And so it's, it's been beneficial for us to be able to 
you know, not just flex our culinary muscle a little more, but also to find ways to make money and especially whenever brisket's insanely expensive right now. And it's value to the customer as well because, yeah. you know, it's a lot more palatable to get a, a $5 taco than a $30 pound of brisket, obviously. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the things that we've talked about for years with Valentina's in Austin is, you know, everyone's always amazed by the hours that Valentina's kept. I mean, for the longest time they were open, I want to say it was 30 days out of the month. They were closed like the last Monday or something crazy. And they were open from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. But they weren't having to cook large format meats in a, you know, in a smoker all day long, rest it for 12 hours and try to sell it in three or four hours. They were doing tacos and they were doing different, you know, different items that would stretch the meat a lot further, as you alluded to. And so we think that's it's it's a smart business model. It's a way to, like you said, stretch your products, still give value to the customer and still make profit for the business as well. Yep. So let's it's talk delicious. a little bit about pop-ups. And it is delicious. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, we, we definitely approve. Um, let's talk a little bit about pop-ups, um, starting with pop-ups and getting into the barbecue business. Um, really focused on, on Brandon with Hurtado, Bricks and Danes. Nice that we have you all kind of, kind of together. Um, anybody can go first, but you know, we do see, uh, we don't want to cause any future problems, but um, we do see that the, the Fort Worth, it seems like regulations are a little bit easier to work with here, definitely than some of the in yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah, some of what we see in Houston, definitely. Yeah. But. Um, it, you know, how was that getting started in pop-ups and then the transition? Because you guys are all kind of in different phases right now as yeah, well. Yeah, but. yeah. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, so it's kind of funny because uh, I I actually uh, kind of got inspired to, to do the pop up thing from actually Dane himself. To be honest with you, just because I'm I'm not from the Texas area, I wasn't privy when I moved here to who was who in the barbecue scene. I just you see something on Instagram, you're scrolling, whatever. And at that time, I have a background and my mom's an awesome cook. That's how I got my love from food and and, and that whole thing. And our house is always the place where people had, you know, we had the parties and everybody came over and we fed, you know, 30, 40 people every weekend. That was just a thing. So anyways, I'm scrolling through Instagram when I moved down to Texas after I had kind of fallen in love through the, the, uh, the craft barbecue scene in Texas and kind of did a tour from Fort Worth, went to Heim back in the day uh, when I first moved here. I think it was 2017, I think, the beginning of the year. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I always love to support other other groups. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see this guy selling barbecue out of his out of his backyard, basically. And I know, and 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 obviously Heim crew, y'all y'all were doing that as well. But like I said, I didn't know who was who at the time i saw dane do it and i kind of i don't know if dane reached out to me for my good looks or i reached out to dane <laughs> for uh for uh you know tips and tricks on smoking or whatever so um that that's kind of how i got started kind of yeah i, I kind of learned I, what dane was doing and kind of went from there actually our, our first pop-up was a joint pop-up where you mm -hmm. were we were working together and i was using your smoker um at, well i did the underground stuff from the front yard but i was using your smoker on the uh the first pop-up but kind of where i was introduced to that was uh from joe and cj like uh they they introduced me to come out to one of their pop-ups back in like december 2017 you know so uh so yeah it's kind of funny how it goes full circle because uh they were a huge and inspired me to start um doing my thing so and um our first pop-up was in 2018 at a brewery and I was using a smoker that I'd bought on Facebook Marketplace that was a complete piece of shit, but I didn't realize that the guy was like on meth when he made it. So <laughs> the stack wasn't exactly where it shouldn't have gone or where it should have gone. But you learn a lot. I feel like anyone who's done pop-ups, that's how you cut your teeth and barbecue and 
you kind of pay your dues outside sweating with no electricity and having to put things in a cooler you're learning you know the um, steps of each different municipality where you host your pop-up and whether it's hosting something getting a temporary event permit in one city to you know being able to operate as a food truck eventually uh, there's just so many different steps that you have to kind of learn and I feel like that's something that has benefited everybody in this room um, going from a food truck to a brick and mortar whatever the case may be is um, knowing you know what what it takes to get there and that's definitely helped us grow and it's helped us be able to help other people who might be in that pop-up stage and kind of mentor people and say hey look here's what we went through you know and we have all these pain points that we experience as a small business and here's how to avoid that so you know we've I look up to everybody in this room and there's a lot of people that have inspired us to make great barbecue like 2M and Valentina's and people who've been doing it right for a long time, Truth Barbecue. And I feel like uh, if we can help other people who are just kind of learning their way in barbecue, then, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah, you, you alluded to putting things in coolers for pop-ups. That's one of Brian and I's favorite stories from our first pop-up was uh, we decided to cook every idea we ever had, um, <laughs> which was a really bad idea because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we cooked three different types of ribs with three different glazes and this, that, and the other. And we didn't think to label them. We just put them in. <laughs> we just put them all in a cooler and brought it up to the bar we were and serving then put up. A, and then put the pork butts on top and the briskets oh, on top yeah, of that. Oh, yeah. We had some nice, mushy ribs. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. So <laughs> by the end of the night, they were like, yeah, I'd like X number of ribs. I'm just pulling stuff out. And I'm like, yeah, this might be what you're getting. It might not be. We learned the hard way. And, and plenty of people that have done pop-ups, you know, had those lessons learned. So pop-ups are easy. Did it, have anybody ever did a festival circuit? I went on a festival circuit for like three years. Now that's where the work's at. My wife, myself, my mom, and my dad in a truck headed towards Austin and San Antonio and wherever festivals were, doing zombie runs and balloon festivals and all of this crazy mess with a 500-gallon smoker. And my smoker at the time had deep fryers on one side and a gas grill on one side. It had two big stockpot burners. And we would go out there and sell everything, man. We sell brisket, we sell ribs, we sell fried catfish, we sell uh, gumbo if we were close to in, where people wanted gumbo. I'm tired just listening. That's <laughs> crazy. And I'm talking about setting all of this so stuff awesome. up with tents and tables and, and all of this mess. And you got thousands and thousands of people. Like, I'm, everybody quit. My mom quit. My dad quit. I started hiring friends that wanted to help, and they all quit. So that's that's the reason why we had to stop doing that. I'm talking, just think, did you you set up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking, okay, people will come to lunch around 11 or 12. By 8.30, people are coming. Anything ready. Anything ready. And that line will start and won't stop until 5 or 6 o'clock that evening. Uh, that's work. Yeah. And, yeah. and 100 degree Texas heat too yeah that'll break you <laughs> fryers and heat and yeah that's a that that's a job yeah. <laughs> that is a job yeah let's uh let's go over to Zavala's we, we have no questions for you we just knew if, we just knew if we asked Joe to show up he'd talk for 30 minutes so. <laughs> that's right here that, that, that's what we hear too uh, Joe's uh, one of the uh, funnier people in the in the barbecue industry. Um, we've uh, we've had some good conversations with Joe, but Joe, let let us know a little bit about what what started you down the path for barbecue in terms of everyone's got their different story of how they got into it. So, what was your story of why you started doing back alley Grand Prairie barbecue? 
So it was an alley. Um, I guess, you know, it's like everybody here, like, I guarantee everybody had a family member that cooked growing up. So same thing, my dad cooked and my father-in-law cooked. And we bought a house and I think everybody gets a house, they want to cook at their own house and invite friends over. Uh, it's like the, the man and woman thing to do to feed others. And uh, so I stole my father-in-law's smoker. One of my good friends uh, redid, it was Oklahoma Joe, redid the firebox and uh, it was terrible. And, uh, but it got us through it. And then we just started cooking, you know, on 4th July, 2015, I cooked my first brisket by myself, had all my friends over, everybody says greatest thing in the world. And then CJ tasted it, it's like, this fucking tastes like shit. Um, <laughs> best thing ever happened. Uh, after that, I just got obsessed with it, cooking every single weekend. He still tells you that, doesn't he? still does. He's like, <laughs> <"Garb."> <laughs> And uh, so we just started cooking and uh, I wanted to pay off my student loans. Um, and so I was gonna name it Sally Mae's Barbecue and then <laughs> I, uh, And then Arnis and Mallory hit you with a cease and desist. Yeah. And then my dad was like, no, you gotta be Zavala's. So, uh, you know, we said, all right, we're gonna name it Zavala's Barbecue and, you know, First of the January 2016th, we said we we're gonna do it. Started our backyard and it was all smoke and mirrors. We we're only selling two briskets uh, every weekend. And then we did that for like a year and a half. Everybody's like, oh my God, like you're doing badass. I'm like, no, oh, you're good. No, we got two briskets. And CJ makes fun of me to this day because I always said I just want to sell brisket and beans because I didn't want to do anything else. And uh, <laughs> I said, I'm never gonna you know, sell more than two briskets. And then you buy a smoker. I bought, we got bought a 500 gallon and buddy fixed it up. And then like we cook on it one time, we're like, fuck, we should, we need a bigger smoker. Cause yeah. like once you get to a certain point. For two point, briskets? For two briskets, yeah. <laughs> I, think everybody, I think everybody knows this, like you get to a certain point and you're like, if I'm gonna do this, yeah. it's making two briskets or making 50 briskets, yeah. same fucking effort. And I'm not doing this for free. I gotta make some kind of money. And then, you know, started growing and people started thinking we were actually doing something and then we bought another smoker and then Dane shows up like at our second papa he probably thought it was cool as shit we bought this uh we're like oh yeah we're gonna sell out of this trailer and we were like fuck this trailer <laughs> too small like this is the worst thing ever and then we sold that trailer and then we started just asking people hey can we like can we like sell barbecue out of your place and everybody's looking at us like we're fucking crazy and then cj had a, a lot that was a commercial lot next to his house so we go to the city, and we're like, hey city, we're gonna put a trailer here, we're gonna sell out here. And we had like the city manager there, and everybody looking at us like we're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. They're like, nope, can't do it, because I only get a phone call from somebody saying my dog smells like brisket. So I'm like, all right, whatever, we'll do that. Now there are shirts that say that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and then so we just beg people, and there's a coffee shop the that had alleys. Yeah, say, I have a dog that actually smells like brisket. <laughs> 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 did the pop-ups, and then, I think, you know, Travis, like, he lived it the whole fucking uh, COVID. You, like, have all these employees. You're like, fuck, it's not about you anymore. Yeah. You got to fucking pay, make sure they can pay their bills. And you just do anything you can to survive so they can. You know, we have nine full-time employees now. And it's, like, a lot of responsibility. I know you have, like, 100 or something. But, fuck, those nine people, like, they depend on us to be able to pay for their stuff for their families. So that's where we're at. Awesome. I told you you'd talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about um, a, a going back to kind of the Fort Worth scene because, you know, it's kind of the topic tonight. Um, but we've got Johnny and Jalen from Goldie's. You know, you guys have traveled a lot and checked out other barbecue scenes. You know, why do you think Fort Worth 
took a little while before they started really, before the city started really kind of picking up this idea that, that this is this new center of barbecue right now. Yeah, right. And thank you for hosting this, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Um, we are sitting in Goldie's, we should have mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why people didn't. What? Oh, yeah, 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 oh my bad. <laughs> we didn't hire you I'm as a producer. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, did you sit at the house? You give me shit to edit now. All right. Johnny, go, um, my friend. I don't know why uh, you know, it took so long. I mean, uh, you're talking about how the restrictions were like chill in Fort Worth, but out here it was not, it was not chill at all. So, uh, it's not for septic system. It's yeah, a whole different thing. Uh, not in your case either, just to be yeah. clear. Okay, good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. that makes me feel better because it, it was a mess out here. So, um, yeah, it took us like a whole year to, you know, to, just to get the city to reply to an email. So, um, <laughs> Pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, pre-COVID, pre-COVID. So, I don't think uh, any city is cool with barbecue, just for that mention. Like, yeah, for that honestly. Matter. I don't I, think anyone is okay too, with it. Right? We had it, like, so bad. Yeah. We had to give our smokers back. that We had Oh, yeah. Made. Restaurant's a whole yeah, different thing, horrible. but we may have to edit this out. But there are multiple pop-up food truck formats we've seen in Fort Worth open air, non-screened-in pits. Yeah. We think it's awesome, and it should be that way. The cities don't have jurisdiction over pop-ups like they do when you're in a brick and mortar. Houston is a, a totally different animal yeah. with that, and Austin is not as bad as Houston, but not super far off with it either. Yeah, well, just uh, I, I had no problems at all. Not with the hot water heater smoker. Not I don't. I don't know if it's because I knew, like I, I knew, I knew a bunch of the inspectors because I've been, I was a food service uh, director for years. So all of those people came and inspected my kitchens, and I always got one hundreds, one hundreds, one hundreds. So when I knew I was gonna open like six months out, I started reaching out to them. Hey, I'm opening a spot over here. Blah blah blah. All of them, I started reaching out to them. So when they showed up, they knew me. I knew, I knew everybody. So they came in, check, 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 check. I was open within a few days. You're the closest one. Cool, to but the thing. he didn't want to know anything but about the smokers. Yeah, he yeah. skipped everything. Checked off the list, signed it, and said, "Now, can I go see the smokehouse?" That we lucked out. Wow. <laughs> a couple yeah, of days, man. I'm, I just wanted to say, Panther City's like right next to yeah. the health inspectors. <laughs> like when we were there, I was like, God damn it. They come, they come for lunch. So they you're do. Like, they you do. Know, Which you're like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think we might, we probably the same. Oh, that's true. I'm two blocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like no, two, the three cars blocks. Pull up and we South side. That makes sense because like, City Hall's across the street from us. So environmentals always rolling by like waving at us so so before yeah. uh, pre-covid people would come by and they would keep going and then call they'd be like can we come in and eat i'd be like yeah why they were like it's like 10 health inspectors like yeah come in they're eating and then they come in they, like my, my little dining room you, you've been there it's super small we used to have like 12 stools and it was nothing to come in there at one time it's 12 City health inspectors sitting there eating. People were scared to come in. Yeah, it's a good feel good. Yeah. Or either you come and there was 12 police officers and they was like, shit, I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit um, about creative menus. And um, creative menus, so this is going to go out to Danes. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, you know, there's, you've taken a lot of swings. Surely there's got to be some misses. Yeah. Um, tell us about something that you thought would sell, but it didn't, and maybe if you have any idea why. Um, I don't know. So 
<clears throat> we do a lot of different sausages, so we've got like a pretty serious sausage program. We're always trying something new. Um, That'd make a cool t-shirt, man, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> serious sausage program. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we definitely did a... Uh, we we did like seven different sausages one week, like our when we were like opening one week, and one of them was a pecan pie sausage. Which I, I had that, that sausage. sausage. Yeah. Which, some people liked it, but some people didn't, and that definitely wasn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I I don't always like everything we make isn't always my favorite either, right? Like so. Dipped in bluebell, or was? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a, we actually put like candied pecans in there. It was IHOP's like butter pecan syrup. And then it actually had Teddy Grahams in there. To oh, kind of wow. And then like some molasses sausage. and stuff in there. And, and it was all right, but it was just, yeah, sometimes sometimes you miss a little bit. And, uh, you got a little roll first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but pork belly was kind of something that like took a while to take off. I, I tried to do that for a while at pop ups, and that wasn't really something that people took to a whole lot. Um, but uh, if you called it bacon brisket, people buy it like crazy so yeah that's why we started doing that like i mean it just sold better you know it's like people are like what is that yeah i'll take that and so so yeah we, we sell a good amount of pork belly now but calling it bacon brisket i think you're the only person in dfw that cooks it that way too mm-hmm. yeah cooks it and slices it like brisket yeah yeah because i remember i did it a long time ago and i thought that when i was like slicing it up i'm like man it looks like a slice of lean brisket but it's just it's bacon you know or whatever and so so yeah, just so that's how you make out. lean brisket taste good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, still, people still ask me for lean pork belly. Can <laughs> <laughs> I get the lean? <laughs> Anyone else had any significant swings or misses they'd care to confess to here? Yeah, we made a barbacoa sausage last year that tasted like shit. So, uh, <laughs> didn't make it to the menu. And, you know, we didn't really know until we had like cold smoked it and. That it was gonna change the flavor of it and didn't didn't turn out too hot. So <laughs> threw away like 250 pounds of sausage. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sausage. There, there wasn't a whole lot of saving. Like you're still not over that. No. <laughs> pretty upset about that. That's gonna take a while. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Chris, let's go over to you. Uh, you guys have really built your business out so much so that you're now teaching classes across the street from your business, which I know there there have been brisket classes taught by numerous people on the panel. What and so this is a question starting with Chris and anyone else that's got any good stories. What's some of the most common things you hear from students in terms of questions or things they want to learn or know? I think that I mean there's there's so many of them, but they're mostly internet myths. That's really it. That, that's everything over. Part of our uh, our class criteria is debunking internet myths. Uh, whether it's three two one cooking method, whether it's pulling your brisket at one sixty five and pulling it or wrapping it, pulling it at 203, that's the magic number. You have to hit that number. Just debunking internet myths. I mean, there's so many internet myths because anybody can upload a video because people will believe anything. And when people regurgitate that to us during class, we hear so many of the bad. Well, especially when like the source that's telling them it is a very renowned source and you're going to follow gospel, you know, what that's being said. So, yeah, it it is. There is a lot of debunking myths. Johnny, I know that that's part of what your podcast, their podcast, YouTube. YouTube series has been, yeah, is, is debunking some of the myths about Yeah, pretty YouTube. much. I, uh, I guess the first thing I'd tell them is just throw the Aaron book right off the, right in the trash. <laughs> throw that right in the trash. Let's just, <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what you want me to say, right? 
don't think we cool. get in enough trouble on this show. Do you? I mean, that's that's yeah. I guess that's true. But I mean, that's literally. Uh, I mean, I, I work there and, and I know. So I mean, that's that's what I kind of tell them, and, and I try to steer them in the right direction, like for real. So that's. I mean, that's what I do. For, for anybody else that's teaching classes, and we and we know there's several of you, um, you know. Tell us a little bit about those questions you get, or, or what is the best. I thing? think ours is a little bit uh, more. How many beers can you chug? We have like <laughs> we have like beer chugging. <laughs> like literally, we have beer chugging contests to start it off with. Okay. And, and these and, yeah. and these why you have, this is why you have shirtless employees at your restaurant <laughs> doing videos on Instagram. Yeah, I was wondering if Health could hit us up about that. But, he's got to hide his nipple. We've only done two classes, but each class they're like. So what kind of cactus do you use whenever you, because we made a joke about putting cactus in the fucking smokers a long time ago, and they're like, so what kind of cactus do you use? <laughs> and then we also like make jokes about we boil our briskets before we smoke it. And every time we have like five people asking, so how long do you boil it? And we're like, bro, we're just, we're, it was a joke. Yeah. We get, we get a lot. Uh, I was just gonna say, we get, uh, at least with my classes, it's almost all of them are like, how can I do what you do or what everybody here does, but on like a pellet smoker. <laughs> and so it's like, well, that's, I feel like there's probably the first 30, 45 minutes are like, just, well, we need to tweak this a little bit and we need to change this up. And, but that is the thing, like the, it seems like that, the, the people that come to our classes, at least they're interested and they want to learn how to do it. But then also they don't have like 16 hours to cook a brisket on an offset smoker the way that all of us do. And so it's a little more challenging. So trying to, and the and you brought up a great point of like all these sort of myths or you have to do it this way or you have to be this temperature or this or that. Um, the biggest thing is trying to sort of fit, okay, how can you make sort of similar barbecue to what we do, but do it in a way that like you can do it at your house. <laughs> Which is hard for a lot of people. And then don't 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 do what we do. Yeah, <laughs> buy it from us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you make your brisket taste exactly like Chris or exactly like Travis, I mean, then who are you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do do you get out there, see what everybody's doing. If you want to take bits and pieces, take bits and pieces, but then figure out your own way and do your own thing. That. Like. I right. think that's kind of like the thing that got me more or so noticed because I don't do what everybody else does. If you come to my place, I don't have an, an aggressive peppery bark because I don't like aggressive pepper. So I've seen people- That shit's expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I don't like it, yes. I'm, not, I'm not gonna do it. And if you're doing it and doing it well, I'm not gonna do it. Why, why do what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Do what I do. So it, right now, earlier we were talking about Tex-Mex barbecue. There's a lot of Tex-Mex barbecue out there there's great guys with that background or, or that ethnicity that are doing it, and then there's people who aren't from that background <laughs> and that ethnicity that are doing it. <laughs> why, why, what are you talking about? Why, why, <laughs> naming no names. <laughs> but why would I do Tex-Mex barbecue? Don't Tex-Mex, bro. No. You know that. So people ask me all the time, hey, why don't you do brisket tacos? <laughs> Look, Panther City is five minutes. <laughs> So I coined the phrase Tech Soul. I, I, I did. I coined the phrase Tech Soul. So my barbecue is Tech Soul. I'm, a, I'm from a soul food background. I'm African American. We eat collard greens. We eat candy yams. We eat cornbread. We eat mac and cheese. We eat smothered shit. So that's what I, that's what I do. I, I smother shit. I make cornbread. I got collard greens. So do, ride your own wave, basically. 
Well, I didn't think a segue would be smothered shit, but let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about those turkey legs. Because <laughs> I got we we have to we have to get into the turkey legs because we have heard so much about these turkey legs that you're doing on Tuesdays. Yep, turkey leg Tuesdays. So we're uh, our originally we were open Wednesday through Saturday, and it was my wife's idea if she could come up with something that we could do on Tuesday while we were there prepping, we'd do it. So from 11 to 3, and it usually only goes from about 11 to 1.30, maybe 11 to 2, I do 100 turkey legs every Tuesday. And you can get a plain Jane, which is just turkey leg with barbecue sauce, or you can get a raging Cajun. It's got a Cajun pasta with like chicken and sausage and Alfredo. Or we have one with dirty rice and a Cajun roux. And then we have one with garlic cheddar parmesan grits, and it's got uh, Argentinian uh, red shrimp on top so those 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 are pretty popular we usually sell out of those hundred turkey legs every tuesday by about 1 30 or 2 o'clock so. so turkey leg tuesday at smokeaholics turkey leg and, 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 yeah, and, and you can wear, yeah, go. you can wear whatever you want right you can wear whatever you want and then we recently did a special to where we uh we smoked the chicken we smoked chicken halves and then we smothered them with our with our our gravy and it's got bell pepper and onions and garlic and then that goes over top of white rice and it comes with two sides and that's that was ridiculous and everybody's keep coming in there now asking us for that again so i'm gonna run that again next Do week it. so that's that's pretty popular Do as well it. and then like i say sticking to our roots our loaded cornbread is also stupid popular if anybody's ever had that that's that's really popular so. And again, you brought up a great point that I really want to touch on with everybody in this panel is, like you said, there, there are so many people doing so many different things and doing it well. To, there's no reason to, to copy and, and try to do what the person next to you is doing. And I think that's one of the things that we've enjoyed so much about Fort Worth mm -hmm. is we can go to every single one of your restaurants and get a different experience, a different plate of food, a different flavor profile, whether that's if we ordered all brisket from all eight of you or if we ordered specials from all eight of you. And that's, that's one of the things that we get excited about because we eat more barbecue than any human should <laughs> and so when we can when we can go to a place and this is not to knock on austin austin has an amazing barbecue scene but there is a lot of very similar barbecue in austin yeah. and it's very central texas style and that's what that region is known for so i don't blame them for doing it but as the barbecue nerds that we are it's exciting for us to be able to go have completely different food at every single place that we go to and if, and if i lived here i would do that far too often and, and let's so let's talk about that real quick kind of a lightning round um and, and anybody can answer that wants to answer what do you what do you think is a specialty that you guys do that is unique to your business uh, so like a lot of our stuff you know <coughs> excuse me like our big brother lightning is fast I know, our big brother's jordan jackson so that's like we have a piece of pepper sausage he taught us how to make his brisket boudin that's the reason why we have the sloppy one because you know they do two dollar sloppy joe out there and we're like, man, we're in Grand Prairie. We got to figure out, you know, a quick, cheap price item. Uh, so for us, is really just our like a Laotian stuff. Uh, Nupon makes a lot. Um, like our Laotian sauce is really good. <laughs> Pretty much everything else is kind of Central uh, Texas barbecue. Uh, um, um, <laughs> hash and rice. All right. Okay. Our <laughs> <laughs> hash is uh, is really good. It is um, insanely good. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, we finally figured it out. I, it took us forever. We were like, what are we going to do with these like, rib trimmings for forever? And Lane was like, oh, wait, we can make pork hash with that. Because we tried millions of like recipes of pork hash. And then we finally got a ride, and uh, it tastes pretty good now. Goldie's pork hash? Let's hear Corn dogs or it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, burger. Well, <laughs> the bacon burn ends kind of uh, was something that we started as like a not like that's what we were saying like pop-ups it wasn't even a pop-up like yeah. when we were doing that I, I got a smoker from my uncle 
and I don't even remember when this was, but we, we would do uh, like 2013-ish, we, we would do dinners at, at your brother's house because we lived in a shitty apartment and couldn't even, you couldn't have a smoker there for one. But then we had this idea and it was just, or I had this stupid idea and it was like, I'm going to put bacon in every single thing on the menu. So like our loaded baked potato salad that we do, the bacon burn Which is, is awesome. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. The, but I was like, you could do a you know brisket burn-ins traditionally are a kansas city thing and all that and you're like well, what if we did that with a slab of bacon and that was all anyone ate that was like we literally had all of the rest of the menu i couldn't even tell you what it was no one cared but we had the bacon burn-ins left mm-hmm. so then we we're like well if this ever if we ever actually can open a food truck or a business or something we got to do these and then that became sort of our thing and i think that helped us at the food truck too where it, barbecue in Fort Worth was very old school kind of and all that and so we did brisket we did it different than all the places that were you know old school but then we had a couple new sort of items that people were like whoa what the hell is this you know yeah. I'm trying not to cuss okay Panther Great. City uh, I guess brisket elotes. That's that's. Yeah. I mean, that dish has taken over for Which us. People awesome. come and yes. it's put a the magazine in, in our face and say, "Hey, this is this yeah. is what I want." And they point to it, and uh, a lot of people are afraid to say the word elotes. <laughs> so it's like, we hear elotes, lotties. We hear all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brisket elotes, and it just came because one guy one night came up to the food truck and asked for elotes. We're like, no, we do a, a cream corn, but we can dress it up like an elote, but it's, it's not true. Um, so we did that, and then one day we're just like, let's just throw some brisket on and see what it tastes like, and that was it. So it took off. Awesome. And, and you guys also now. have the uh, the burn-in, uh, the bacon, I mean, the, the, uh, the, popper, the pork the belly poppers. Yeah. Yes. The popper, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, just, that was just like, hey, you know, growing up we made poppers all the time, but it was just cream cheese and bacon. That's all it was. We'd put sausage in it sometimes, ground sausage. Uh, we're like, hey, let's throw one in a popper, see what it tastes like. And it was pretty damn good. Bacon inside bacon. So, <laughs> who's, who's not going to like that? Well, it's so. modest, though. Yeah. Better than pretty damn good. <laughs> I call over there frequently. Hey, any poppers left? <laughs> all right, Derek? I guess mine would have to be the loaded cornbread. I mean, I've got a lot of a lot of stuff on my menu that's that's different. Uh, that and my my brisket dirty rice though is actually a play on Blood Brothers fried rice. So I got to give credit where credit is due. I went to Blood Brothers and had their uh, brisket fried rice, and I was like, huh, it's a lot of rice in my culture as well. What can I do? So I did a a dirty rice with brisket. It has uh, smoked chicken, brisket, smoked sausage, and that. I only do it on Wednesdays and Saturdays and I can't cook enough of it. But my loaded cornbread, I would have to say, is one that's actually mine. That's something that I came up with. So we do a honey butter cornbread at the restaurant. And if you've ever had it, it's a slab. I mean, for two bucks, you get a piece of cornbread that's huge. And then we we top that with our uh, baked beans, which I already have ground beef and bacon, and then bell pepper, onion, all the good stuff. And then we top that with about six ounces of chopped brisket and then it gets cheddar cheese it gets barbecue sauce 
it gets green onions and it comes with a side of sour you cream. Say it was $2, For $2? No, what the corn, no, the, the, the loaded cornbread is 12 bucks. Okay. I'm about to say. So it's got a beef rib on top of it. Yeah, oh. it, 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 it's, it's, a, so it's, a, it's a meal within itself, and we probably sell, man, 70, 80 of those a day. Oh. I can see why everyone quit your festival circuit on you, though. <laughs> Ambition. People yeah. take naps in your parking lot? Yes. <laughs> yes. Out of them, boy. Yeah, man. All right, Dane. I definitely think it's uh, our sausage program. We do we do several different uh, chicken sausages for sure. The adolescents on the show just giggle every time you say it. So yeah, we do we do chicken sausages, which is is something that uh, you know it, it's kind of hard to find a, a handmade, house-made chicken sausage, and we have several different kinds now, and uh, we, we've got a really good base to like put out some really good sausages uh, so I think that's something that we do and you've done and a whole sausage flight before as well yeah yeah Six. for sure and we spent a lot of time and effort on it so that's something that I hope people would see um, that we're doing that uh, sets us apart and uh, you know we try to elevate the sides a little bit you know we kind of spend the extra time to kind of garnish a lot of sides and uh, oh the candied jalapenos on, on the beans yeah we make the candied jalapenos just for hot cheetos and all that stuff so. I'll, I'll say your pliers look good on the ground <laughs> thanks man they look real good. yeah okay brandon i think um to kind of piggyback on what dane said anyone who makes their own sausage like you understand that it's a labor of love and we literally are not open an entire day but pay a full day's worth of labor to people just to make sausage for the whole week and that in itself, it's a huge pain in the ass, but it's like once you start doing it, you have to keep doing it. And it's hard to kind of go back to, you know, selling sausage that's commercially made. Although we do, like if we run into a catering or whatever and they want jalapeno cheddar, I'm not gonna sit there and just make jalapeno cheddar sauces for catering, you know, like Syracuse is right by my house and they make a really great sausage. Also, um, sorry about breaking your stuff for that one time. <laughs> That's totally okay. You know, if you loan your stuffers to Goldie, sometimes they break stuff, and then it's really hard to make sausage. It was, wow. like, it was three in two weeks. I don't know. <laughs> Never happened to me before. Jalen shouldn't stuff on. sausage. I'm I just saying. He shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I worked at Bangers. We made like thousands of but uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, if it came down to like one product or one item, I think that kind of defined our barbecue it would have to be the barbacoa tostada that's what we really sell the most of and it's not necessarily just barbacoa but um that's personally my favorite thing to eat on the menu uh we do a big red barbacoa which you can find like in san antonio but we put that on top of uh tallow refried beans on top of a freshly fried corn tortilla with cilantro and onions, salsa verde, uh, cotija cheese. That's something that we made during COVID that was out of necessity that there you go. was because like, well, we need to make things stretch further. We need to come up with more items that aren't just barbecue. Yeah. And how can we make these meats go further? And, and, and that's what we came up with. Yeah. So she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 which which mic is CJ? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trev, what you got? Um, I would say at Bricks, it's probably either the Funky Town Hot Chicken or our burgers, which is kind of funny because those are probably the least like 
traditional barbecue Dang items souls? on our on our menu. Well, I was just, <laughs> what about your balls? We want to hear about no. your balls. And Tell us about these balls. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, is that all three of those items have our dank sauce on top, which we do put a tiny bit of crack in, so that really helps. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I would say those three items for sure, which like I said, is funny because they're not like classic barbecue items. But one of the things that we do at Bricks is I just, we, me and Jay, Kim and the crew, we just serve shit that we like and like, Burgers and hot chicken are like two of my favorite things in the world. So we're like, hey, let's serve this. And honestly, what the burgers is like, and y'all know, you have so much scrap every single week, especially if you're trimming them as you should. You know, I mean, we we make sausage, but we can't make that much sausage every week. And we're only open a day and a half a week, basically, right? And so um, doing the burgers was a great way to use that for sure. Um, and, and they're just fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. So all of our prime brisket trim goes in our burgers. Yeah, so. yeah you're smart. I, I think one of the one of the best things about the Fort Worth scene is what we just did, which is every one of you had a very different, unique dish that was personal to you, and and yet nobody's serving the exact same thing. So I mean, it's it's a great thing. We've got all of you here. People can come out and and sample all of your places and have a different experience everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah, it's it's exciting, and it and it is what what makes this scene unique, and what makes it interesting, and and why it does deserve more credit than to date it's gotten. And I do think that that is changing, um, probably not at the speed that it should, but it is. You're starting to hear more and more, and hopefully, over the next year or so, um, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot more talk about what's going on up here, um, because it is it's diverse, um, both in the, the type of food you can get, the quality of food you can get, and none of you guys are competitors because you're all doing something different and you've all got your market niche and and that's what makes that's what makes barbecue fun that's what makes barbecue great it's not just getting the same brisket ribs and sausage at 20 different places it's finding the burger you can get at heim or the hash and rice at goldie's or you know or brandon's tostada or dane's sausage program <laughs> yeah, or, or, or one of the many many things that you can get in, in fort worth and it's it's auto balls just didn't have the same rate huevos huevos the balls program didn't sound the balls program did not i couldn't fit it on his shirt <laughs> they come in a cup you got a couple <laughs> Good lord. Good lord. It's a koozie. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> all right. You've all got busy businesses, busy lives. Who's eaten at one of your places most recently? Shout it out if you've been to any place on this panel recently. Uh, uh, what the breaks last what, Sunday? I think it was Saturday. We didn't burn Saturday. That's Saturday. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday. Thank you. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for coming through. I was at Dane's. I mean, shoot, I I have a day job still, so I, I often take my customers Shout to Dane's uh, when I when I'm doing that. So yeah, that's 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 fun for fun for me. I suck. I most often eat at Panther City because it's around the corner. So we get there in the morning and we starve, and then we call over there and get flacos, tacos early in the morning because they're right around the corner. And to speak about that, it's crazy because you were just talking about how everybody's stuff is different. It's nuts that we can all sell out. And Panther City is th literally three minutes from me. Three minutes from Panther City is Heim. Uh, three minutes from all of us is Derek Allen's. Yeah. I mean, and everybody can sell out on any given day. So, yeah, I, I think one of the cool things about the scene, too, is just I don't think there's anybody here who hasn't helped out somebody else around here. You know, like uh, I, I know Chris and... Joe and Trevor and Brandon, like all you guys, goalies, like I've 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 reached out to all y'all and and everybody's kind of shared info and uh, if somebody doesn't have the right equipment or something breaks, you know, like uh, we're we're there to like 
loan equipment or just like support in any way we can and i think that's something that's real special about the scene around here so we're actually pretty upset that you guys are so close to each other because we need time between meals <laughs> and and we've we've literally gone from bricks to panther city to danes and we're ready to die by the end of it yeah. and so yeah we, we we selfishly wish you were a little further apart for our own stomach you drive to Grand Prairie, you know, that's, you know. <laughs> all right everybody once again we we absolutely appreciate your time um, this is this is a Friday night going into Saturday. Thank you again for coming out. We'd love to do it again at some other time and some other place. Thank you all to Fort Worth. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. And Arlington and Grand Prairie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. Seriously, thank you, everybody. It's been so much fun. We're so glad that everyone was able to come out and, and share the story of each one of your restaurants. and. Uh, Continued success to all of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you all. Thank you guys.